in my mind, I was very disappointed, like everyone else, with what happened uh, prior to the World Cup in 2002 and what happened to Saipan and Roy coming home. And as a football fan and a fan of Ireland, I wanted to see the best team in the pitch. So when I ended up as a manager, it was an issue for the FAI. Messi back in action, Ronaldo on the bench and Pele and everyone's thoughts. 32 teams have become eight and in today's quarterfinals, Brazil face Croatia at three o'clock and Argentina take on Netherlands at seven. We're joined and in the World Cup by former Ireland manager, Brian Kerr. Hey Brian, how are things? Good Aidan, yeah, all well. Good stuff, you getting the, a few chores done during the rest day? Oh yeah, yeah, got a few things done like pay your car tax and even look into a few other taxes that need to be paid at the moment and generally pay a few bills and actually wrote a few Christmas cards even today as well. A lot of things that you have been neglected over the last couple of weeks for sure. We won't go into too much detail as to who you sent the Christmas cards to. uh... No, 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 no. (laughs) No need to, just the exceptional people. Absolutely. Before we get going, I might talk to you about that collection that's behind you. It's been medals and pennants and various things like that. What's what's going on behind you? Oh, God. oh look, it's just uh, they're just a gang of medals from different tournaments that you know they started giving out to managers eight over the years. Uh, there was a lot of things I was involved, but we never got anything for it. If you were a manager, you just have your memories. This is actually that's the World Cup medal from Malaysia, ninety-seven. Uh, that's the European under 16 one, European under 18 from Cyprus. There's one from uh, Tour Place, Tour Place one there from Norway under 19, and there's another one, uh, another 18 one in 97. We got, we were fourth in um, in Iceland actually, that was. And that's, uh, I was UAE, believe it or not, 2003. To under 20 tournament January 2003 just before I started with the senior one that one what's that one 2002 I can't even read where the, where the tournament was Gate I don't know where that was anyway that's what they are there's a few of them the pennants are you know they were from the various matches over the years generally the captains got them or the best player or whatever some of the officials used to bring them home but now and again either Noel O'Reilly or myself might end up getting a pendant from a match if we had a lot of games and uh, so that's what we're doing we're just decorating the wall there covering up a few pictures good stuff good stuff good stuff get a little bit closer to the medals been handed out in this tournament um, back today with, with Brazil and Croatia and uh, Netherlands and Argentina I guess the like Brazil looked very strong the other night, you know, their various dances and all sorts of things to, to get themselves going. Do you think Croatia would be a bigger test? Or how, how have you felt about Croatia? They kind of stumbled their way through almost this, this Um Yeah, I, I don't think Croatia have been particularly uh, impressive. Um, I, I, I thought early on they looked like a bit of an ageing team, Aiden. But as the tune has, has gone on a little bit, they, they've, they've got better. Stumbled through against Japan with the three-one win on penalty kicks in the end. Um, I think Japan were just worn out, but I I don't see them being as strong. I don't think Modric has been as influential. That midfield, Kovacic, Brozovic, and Modric were getting outplayed at times by Japan. 
uh, and uh, the the front three, Petkovic, Kramaric, and Perisic, uh, they're they're a bit short of the quality that's required. I think at that level, um, compared to what's left in the tournament, and I I don't really see them. I don't really see them featuring from now on. I think they're fortunate enough to get through as far as they have done. You know they that that that. They're not better than they were last time round when they got runners up. That's for sure. The more yeah. players have come into the team, having improved the, the team, Lovren is still around, doing all right. Glad beside them, Gavidial, very promising twenty-year-old fullbacks, are just okay. Jovanovic and Barisic, um, but I mean, it was the goalkeeper was outstanding for them. He made three great saves in the penalty. Livakovic, he was he was brilliant, but um. I, 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 I don't see them. I don't see them being a, a, a big, a big threat. You know, I don't think they'll beat Brazil. Yeah. Now getting into it too much, uh, Brian. When you were on the sideline, if a, a manager had joined in a dance, as as uh, the Brazilian manager did the other day, would it have bothered you in terms of how much you were taking care of your own players, or would it have been something that would have annoyed you? Do you think? I think when you when you had the the, the type of the the feast um, the sort of defeat that that uh, Korea had the other day, uh, I don't think as a manager you would have been over concerned about what the opposition were doing. I think you'd be looking at your own team, saying, you know, we should have done better, or we could have we we'd have had better players, or maybe I should have set up set up the team a bit differently. But you know. I, I would have always felt as a manager it was never particularly nice if the, it appeared like the opposition were rubbing their noses in it after the match or even during the match with an over-celebration. Um, I, I heard Tete talking, I think it was in an interview over the last couple of days, and saying, well, that was in their culture, it was in their nature, and you know he didn't go to it. It was brought on to him, you know, and he got carried in the emotion of it because that's the background, that's their culture. So, you know... Um, I, I I can see why people would be displeased about it, but you also have to look at the form and the enjoyment that's involved, now. and the brilliance of the football that probably led them there. Um, and and they're always under severe pressure, Brazil, because so much expectation on them because of the traditions and the, and the past and their history of the greatest team, the the, the, the greatest World Cup team ever, and the, the biggest numbers of World Cups. So. You know, you can understand a certain relief element with the players as well. But yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's right that they should overdo it, particularly during games. When the game is over, then you can go and do what you like with your own supporters. Yeah, and just with, with that history, as you mentioned, I mean, LA has always been brought into, you know, part of the celebrations, etc. the last day. From your own perspective, what kind of, I know he's not gone yet, obviously, but, you know, what, what, what memories would you have of him, how it, you know, with obviously Messi playing today, etc. Like, obviously different era, etc. But what's your memories of him? Well, I I was in, um, I was around. There was no very little television of '62 or '58. There was nothing that I I certainly remember seeing anyway. <laughs> but uh, in '62, there was there was little bits and pieces of film around. That maybe when we went to the cinema on a Saturday uh, and watch Batman, there might have been a bit of Pate News with a few goals from the 62 World Cup when he was, you know, um, 
he uh, he'd obviously come to a four and fifty eight when he scored against Wales. He got a hat trick against France, a couple of goals in the final against Sweden as a seventeen year old, and it was sensational. But by sixty sixty two, um, there was little bits and scraps of film about. But really, it was sixty six when the World Cup was in England that you know you you got a chance of seeing him because. It would be hard for people to understand now. There was very little coverage now, very little football, very little, very little football on television, and there was certainly no YouTube or anything like that. But in '66, he got basically got kicked out of it. They were playing up in um, the northwest uh, of England, and I was in London, and I was hoping I'd get to see Pele, but I didn't. I but I got to see a lot of the other great players. I got to see Eusebio. Um, who I think were in the group, they were in one of those groups up in the north of England, but they eventually came down for the semi final after the beat the beat Korea in the quarter final. They were three nothing down. They turned it round and won five three. I think Eusebio scored four goals. But I saw Eusebio then the semi final against uh, against England. So Pele anyway was always in our our minds. Uh, any little bits and scraps we saw of him of that power and strength he had and his brilliance and his all round play, but it was it was it was kind of like the nineteen seventy tournament where we saw him and we are now on color television. We could see him in all his glory and his uh his magnificent. He was in a magnificent team, of course, at that time. And then they wrapped her up in the final with four one over Italy, and he scored that magnificent team goal. Um. Uh, at the end of a sensational passing move, but they were great side, and Pele was the man. Uh, I got to see him here in Dublin. In I think the only time he played in in Ireland, well, it was the only time he played in Ireland. He played for Santos, uh, who he I think he spent eighteen years at Santos. But he he it was a match between uh, Boas Drumcondra selection. Again, Santos used to go around on tour around Europe playing lots and lots of games. I think to help pay the wages. Um, and to, to, to well, I don't know whether there were any teams trying to sign him from Europe at that time. That didn't seem to be the case. But they used to play an awful lot of matches. And he was very, I think he, they, they were worn out by the time they came to play in Dublin. In fact, they almost lost the match. Uh, they won 3 2. But, it, but I was there in Daily Mount. It was probably about 30,000 people. He didn't do particularly well in the match, but it was kind of exotic to see him in that white gear, Santos in the all-white. I think uh, I think Boas, but it was a Boas from Condra selection. It was a half and half in each team that Condra now gone out of football. They actually went out of the League of Ireland a couple of years after that, but it was um, it was the people from, from Condra, I think, that got him. I think it was Sam Prowl, who owned Drumcondra, and Liam Rappel was the secretary, maybe a Boas, and they went, they went over to, to meet Santos. Were playing somewhere in Europe, and they went to see them and asked them would they come to Dublin. So it was a, it was a bit of a surprise, but that was the only time I actually saw him live. But sensational player, um, his record is extraordinary. I don't have it here, but I have a picture. I've a signed picture of him. On a wall somewhere in the house, oh, it was when he was playing America with um with the Cosmos New York Cosmos, and Muhammad Ali, um went because obviously he had a match and he must have come down to the sideline give him a hug, 
and I at some auction I managed to buy this picture and I had Pele's signature on it. I don't know whether it's the real one, but it looks the part anyway, and I'm quite happy with it. It's two the iconic sporting people in my lifetime, and uh, Pele is very special. Um, in terms of, I guess, the modern day equivalent, Messi didn't have to to cope with this sort of getting kicked out of tournaments like uh, like Pele did in '66. Do you think with Messi that it's it is one of those things that he, he needs? The, obviously, people still consider him among among the greatest players of all time. Do you think he needs the World Cup to really cement that, or is it is is that just one of those things that people talk about? I, I think it's one a thing that people talk about. I think the Brazil, uh, the Argentinian people have now kind of um, accepted that he's up there with Maradona. I know that you know Mar- Maradona is considered um, uh, particularly highly, obviously, in Argentina because of of the World Cups and because of his performances. And but. I, I think them winning the winning the South American Championship a couple of years ago has has lifted uh, Messi's status with, with the Argentinian public, and you can see that at the matches now how they're cheering him and how they're chanting his name constantly. I don't think in anyone in Europe, I don't think they need he needs to win a World Cup for people to. Not alone just compare him to the greatest players ever, but to say he was the greatest players ever. Yeah. I mean, I believe he was the greatest player ever. I and we've talked about Pele and I've mentioned Maradona, but I think for longevity, for the he he's gone almost twenty years now, and it's been sensational. Um, his goals tallies, but also his work rate, his honesty, the fact that he's a team player. His um, his, his ability to tour matches, and we've seen that with Argentina because the performances have yeah. been, have haven't been very good, and yet he he's torn the games for them. You know, he's he he they they, they were struggling um against Australia, not much happening at all. Uh, really struggling to find a way. Australia settled into the match and were causing them problems. And then he comes up with that little moment of genius, just after throwing the right hand side, a couple of little short passes, and he sticks in the net. And it looked, it may have been deliberate that he stuck it between the defender's legs into corner, but it was a vital goal in the match when they were struggling. So that ability, I don't think the team is good enough around them for them to no. win this tournament. I think they're quite limited in the midfield area. Um, I think, you know, DePaul, Rodriguez, um, even McAllister, the other players that played in the midfield area, I don't think they're good enough to give them the dominance in the game that allows Messi to to just wait and wait as we've seen much more of him now. He doesn't don't, and he had a great game in the last yeah. match. He he had a great game, but his was only a little fits and fits and starts and bursts. It wasn't consistent throughout the match, um, and I don't think there's enough there's enough pace in the attacking. Part of pitch to talk about Di Maria coming back now, back from suspension, he'll make a bit of difference. But you know, he hasn't really got that pace that's required this level. Maybe Alvarez, Alvarez scored in the last two games for them. Um, Martinez 
has missed chances. I mean, it's, it should have been a lot easier for them against Australia. My Messi set him up twice late on the game to wrap it up and make it easy. And he missed both chances. One, he put well wide the far post. The other one, he puts easy save for the goalkeeper. And, and because of that, they end up the, still of a scrap hanging on late yeah. on the match. So I just don't think the rest of the team is good enough. Don't think that defensively the full backs are not great. Um, and even the sports player, Romero, ends up kicking the ball into the stand a few times under pressure from yeah. Australians. So, but look at, I think like everyone else who loves the game, that admires brilliance and has admired and, 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 and taken the joy we've all taken from his performances over the last 15 to 20 years, would love to see it happening for him. And I am one of them. I yeah. absolutely love Messi. Do you think he'll have enough today or against against Netherlands? Um, well, Netherlands have been very, uh, have you know they've been kind of under the radar a little bit, depending on Gagpo. I said before the start of the tournament, I didn't think um, I thought it was over reliance on the the pie to score goals, and he's an outstanding goal scoring record for the national team. He was out injured the first couple of games. They brought him on uh, late in the games. They've done enough, but Gagpo has risen to the the challenge. They've been very, very solid indeed. Um, De Jong in the middle of the field, the three centre-backs, Ake, Ake and Timber and Van Dijk have done very well. Prepared to sit in, play on the counter-attack. They mixed up the team a little bit. The wing-backs have been good. The, the freeze and blend both scored. And um, they're, they're not, they're not, don't get upset by sitting in and playing on the counter-attack. So it would be really interesting with Argentina because Argentina are kind of similar. They want the opposition to come on, onto them and play on the counter a bit and get messy on the ball when there's space. They found great difficulty when the team sat in against them. Argentina, I think the Saudi Arabia match, and they sat in and they played on the counter and just blocked the, the pathways, the passes into Messi and stopped them getting on it. So it'll be interesting to see how this has played out. But they certainly, uh, the Netherlands have found form they have a system, a lot of criticism in the Netherlands from former players about it's not all easy on the eye and all that. But, you know, they, they, they've got some great goals um, uh, and they have a very solid team. I think I think they could beat Argentina. Just before I let you go, Bern, you obviously came into the Ireland job with Roy Keane on the outside and, and reintegrating him into the into the team, etc. I just wanted to get your view around Ronaldo in terms of, you know, he, he's been left out now and, you know, potentially might come back in at, at, at some stage. Do you think, in terms of Fernando Santos, in terms of the manager's role in this, do you think he's talking to senior players? Do you think that he's... Is it just him and his assistants making these decisions? What what's the what way would you see the process in that? Like, or is it just between him and Ronaldo? And in your instance, what did who did you speak to before before Roy Keane came back into the fold? Well, there's a lot in that. I've dealt with Santos first. He's a very very experienced manager. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's been. I don't know how many years in Portugal. Is he seven or eight years with the international with the senior team? He's had success. Yeah, They've won the European cha European Championships. They've won the Nations League. And Portugal had never won anything before. They were always one of those countries with great players with potential, but didn't get it, couldn't get it across the line to win anything. And um 
and but he got that job done. So um, I think he uh, Ronaldo was very much part of that. Ironically, he missed the final when they won when he was out. He got hurt early in the match and he ended up on the bench encouraging the team. And it appeared like he was almost taken over from the manager, but I don't think that was the case. I think Santos is a sure boy. But I think uh, who did he talk to or why did he make decision? I'd say he, just as he was assessing that, he didn't think Cancelo was the right choice for the last match. And he played Guerrero, and Guerrero scored a goal and played particularly well. I think he's a very good player. Uh, the, the Dortmund player, I've always liked Guerrero. But just as he made that strong decision, and he's juggled around the midfield a good bit as well. He's used, he's used the squad very well. I think that proves that he's not... He's never been one who shirked away from making the tough decisions. He obviously felt Ronaldo was valuable and needed to play up until now. He's looked at his performances with Manchester United and said he's not doing enough. I I, I didn't think Portugal would do that well in the tournament because I, I, I kind of I think about them when they played against Ireland. And, you know, we almost got something from the match in the away match. Ronaldo comes up with two great goals late on. Then they come here. And they're ne- they have to play Serbia next match. He leaves out a couple of players and they didn't play very well. It's nil nil draw. And I looked at them and said, you know, they have outstanding players who are at top level clubs, Champions League players. And yet the, the sum of the parts didn't didn't work out being particularly good. I thought yeah. they were quite average and they had serious deficiencies the fact they're still playing Pepe and he's 39 playing centre half and you can exploit the spaces down behind the full backs when Pepe plays even with Diaz so you know he obviously decided that they might get something more out of it by putting younger players on he's played Horta and he scored in the last game even though they were beaten I know he changed a lot of players and rested them in the third game in the group and they lost Um, but he, 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 I admire him for making the decision, and as it turned out, it's gone well for him. He's won 6 1. They played outstanding football, beautiful. So, and Bruno Fernandes and the rest of them look better to me without Ronaldo playing because Ronaldo often spent a lot of time in that static position in the center, waiting on things to happen without being part of any pressing process or working spectacularly hard to get the ball back or the counter press off the opposition whereas when he's played these younger players um, and new players and Ramos comes in the other night you, you, you can get more out of them and that was the reward the other, night, the other night in that performance so I'm sure he talked to his assistants I'm not sure whether he talked, talked to Ronaldo about the decision he was going to make maybe he did and you know you would think he would probably have to and Ronaldo doesn't look like he's very happy about it Going on the Roy Kane one, who did I talk to? I look, I always had it in my mind, you know, I was very disappointed, like everyone else, what happened uh, prior to the World Cup in 2002 and what happened to Saipan and all that, and Roy coming home. And as a football fan and a fan of Ireland, I wanted to see the best team in the pitch. Um, and so when they went, I ended up as the manager. Shortly after, it was an issue for the FAI in terms of when I went, I talked to them. I had an interview for the job. And uh, first, I met Brian Hamilton, he was cutting the making the shortlist. And that was one of the questions he asked me uh, was how I, would, I, would, I, would I deal with the situation and what was my view on it? 
and I told them. And then I had another, I did an interview with it. I think it was a five-man committee. And I was asked the same question. And I told them how I deal with it. And what my intention to deal with was, was um, to, 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 to go and see Roy and talk to him. Because I had no, I wasn't involved in what happened in the, in the lead up to Japan, Korea, to the tournament. I wasn't involved. I wasn't part of it. And uh, oh, I felt an obligation to put out the best team on the pitch for Ireland. And if Roy was still good enough, I should attempt to get him out to play. But if he didn't want to play, well, I was prepared to accept that and walk with the players. But as regards anyone else been involved in the decision, I made that decision myself, but I told other people what I was going to do. The ones I had to tell, obviously, Packy uh, and some of the staff who stayed on, Packy Bonner, and some of the staff who were staying on, who had been part of uh, the World Cup in 2002, I did have, to, I did feel it was only right to tell them. Um, I did speak to some of the players as well, who uh, some of the senior players who I thought deserved uh, the respect of knowing my intention and I explained why and uh, they were they were happy enough for that I don't really know I did I didn't really mind it wasn't you know that was my job to make that decision on behalf of the soccer following public of Ireland um so that was that was how I went about it and um you know it, it it, it 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 eventually worked out. It took a bit of time, but eventually worked out, and he came back to play a few matches, um, and the players accepted that, and there was no. I didn't get a sense of any ill, Ill feeling. If that's what you're wondering, how players react to someone come back in who has been out, I didn't get any sense of any Ill, Ill feeling uh, at all within the group. Well, players will always will always take things that make the team better, almost always, anyway. Yeah, except if someone's losing their place to someone that's coming back, they might be too happy. I mean, at the time, you know, if like in um, I think I suppose it was Mark Kinsler who who replaced Roy in two thousand and two in the middle of the field with Matty Holland, and you know, Mark was brilliant, brilliant in that tournament. Um, uh, but you know, the players around that area, the pitch might have said, "Well, Roy's coming back." That's uh, my. My, me stop me being in the first 11. But I think in general, the players would have said, he's a great player and we need him. And uh, we can. And it was a different setup. It was, he was obviously coming back into a different setup, but I was doing things a bit differently to the way Mick and Ian Evans had been doing this. You know, I had uh, Chris Hewton with me and, and uh, Noel O'Reilly and Packy was still working with me. So we were doing it a bit differently. So. You know, I think everybody accepted that that if he, he came back and played uh, and added a bit to us, which he did. I mean, he was brilliant. When he, he was brilliant when he came back. Just unfortunate we didn't we didn't quite make that World Cup either. And we didn't make it to Germany. It was a tough tough group and um, fine line stuff on the results and a little bit unfortunate on the run of the ball in the in the France game here, which we lost one nothing, which was the only match in the group we lost. But anyway, Roy missed that one actually missed the game. But, um, uh, you know, I think it was the right thing to do. With Portugal now, I'm sure if Santos thinks it's the right thing to do to put him on in the match, but he, he can hardly leave out Gonzalo, Gonzalo uh, Ramos after what he did with scoring that brilliant hat-trick. Brian, that's been brilliant. Thanks very much for your time and insight. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure, Aiden. Speak again soon, okay?